0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! I'm revved up. I'm really revved up today because I'm going to be talking with a guy who has a whole lot of fun by the name of Matt Haugen. He's calling in from where it's a little hot today, Scottsdale, Arizona. Matt, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. (laughs) I have a feeling you're always buckled up and ready for a fun ride when I look at your guys' videos and the fun that you're having. And before I do a proper introduction, I want to ask you this. What's one thing that maybe most people don't know about you? So, you know,
1: I want to say something kind of goofy or funny, but...
0: (laughs) That's okay. um,
1: (laughs) but, But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm educated. So I think that's... Pretty unique in the space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to uh, Arizona State University for my undergrad uh, in entrepreneurship, and then I later on went to University of Southern California for my master's in entrepreneurship and innovation. Awesome. And so I think that's pretty pretty unique for a drifter, yeah, <laughs> and, a, and a YouTuber, yeah. And so and I don't think a lot of people know that. So I kind of like sharing that. I'm pretty proud
0: of it. Well, you should be. I mean, uh, amazing accomplishment. Not amazing, I think, for someone smart like you, but you know what I mean. It's pretty cool because you're right. In this sector of business that you play in, lots of times it's people that just kind of love this stuff and they just start doing it and they create huge successes. But having that master's degree from USC, wow, that's something proud to hang on the wall. Absolutely. I was going to mention that in your intro, but I'm glad that you brought it into play here. (sighs) Really proud of you, Matt. Well, let me do a proper introduction here, and then we're going to dive into some questions and explain a little bit more about Haugen Racing and the fun you guys have there. Matt Haugen owns and runs Haugen Racing. He and his team are a professional adrift team. They're SEMA car builders and content creators. Oh, yeah. They love <laughs> drifting, comedy, off-road. Comedy, that's going to be fun to talk about. Building cars and making videos. His YouTube channel puts out about three shows a week where they combine improv comedy and cars through fun skits as well as how-to drift videos, off-road, build breakdowns, and much, much more. Haugen Racing has also an online shop where they create automotive and Japanese-inspired streetwear. This is interesting. And accessories. They've displayed seven vehicles at SEMA over the years, and his love for drifting expands into the pro-am circuit. And as he mentioned, of course, Matt holds a Master's of Science and entrepreneurship and innovation from the wonderful University of Southern California. We'll be back in a minute to talk with Matt, but first a word from our sponsors that put food on the table here. I hope you give them a listen. Give them a little love. And you know what? Give them a little business because that's how we keep bringing you cars every week. Sit tight. Keep your seatbelts on. This is going to be a fun ride. Did you know the most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior is the sun. Those harsh UV rays damage your interior over time. They crack your dash. They fade the colors and the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use. They take seconds to install and remove and protect your vehicle while parked in the sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options featuring an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a Covercraft sunscreen for your family members and friends. They'll thank you for it every time they park their vehicle. They're custom made to fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options. And here's something special from me here at Cars yeah, just for you. Use the code YEAH120 at checkout at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code yeah 120 at checkout, and you get 10% off. You can thank me later. Covercraft, they've got you covered. I found a new way to protect my vehicle American Collector's Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles... Are fully covered. American collectors insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866 ACI. Yeah, that's 866 224 9324. And protect the ones you love. I did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors, just like you and me. All right, Matt, we're back. And as we continue on this journey of your life, I want to start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has great meaning for you. I like to say it's a great way to get those inspirational tires smoking. And you love to smoke tires, that's for sure. So Matt, take the wheel.
1: Okay, so I had I had so many again, but this one, this one's been ringing true for me a lot for the past two years. So just a quick background. I mm-hmm. know I don't have a ton of time, but the last two years have been probably the two hardest years of my life. Mm-hmm. I had a, my startup that I started in school in USC shut down. I lost all my money. Oh no! And I was blessed with the opportunity. My my parents said, "Hey, if you want to give Hagen Racing a go." for a year will help support you.
0: Wow, And nice. so that
1: started in February, so I have a, I have like 4 months left at the time of this recording. And um, I called up one of my professors and we're going back and forth and he's like I can just tell you're you're just beat down. He's like I can just tell you've been through the freaking gutter. Yeah. And he's like but you got to keep going and it's time to, you know, really really hit the road you know and Mm -hmm. and he said one of his biggest things was he said focus on winning not winners Mm. and i know i've heard that from some other people i'm not crediting him with the quote necessarily but that one i i wrote up on my little board above my my desk and i think it's super critical especially for people for my generation i'm i'm not in you know in your generation or my dad's generation, so I'm not sure how it works for you guys, but I know our generation is so, everything's on the internet, you know, and we're always seeing these people living these fancy lives and these people that we may be competing with or people that we aspire to be like. And it's just all about, hey, focus on yourself, focus on your plan. Don't worry about those guys. Stop looking at them. For some people, maybe it's not the best route, but for me, I was like, you know what? I like this. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing, and we're just going to charge as hard as we can. So
0: Well, that's awesome. You know, you did a couple things here, and you, you dropped some really golden nuggets for our listeners here. One is you reached out and sought help. So many of us these days... Uh, don't do that. We think that we've either got all the answers or we're maybe embarrassed if we've had failures and we don't reach out. You, you, you did an awesome thing there. Secondly, focus on winning, not winners. I, I take daily walks with my neighbor's dog. I call him <laughs> I call him Talks with Warden, because <laughs> Warden's a good listener. He never talks back. I love that. Yeah, and I was listening to Joe Rogan interview Miley Cyrus. Now, uh, you know, Miley Cyrus is not really, uh, again, you talk about my generation. She's not really somebody that I follow much other than I've seen the stuff out there about her and all her craziness. And you kind of mm-hmm. roll your eyes and go, oh, gosh, you know. But I was really impressed by what she said. She seems like she's really got her personal life. She's trying to get it together, considering she's someone who's... Started entertaining at the age 12, but she said what you just said. She said, you know what? I stopped looking at everything around me and I started focusing on what I wanted to do. Yeah. One of the things that they talked about and for your generation, Matt, is we see all this stuff online and we think everybody is just super successful, just magically. They're just so successful, but it's all a lot of it is smoke and mirrors and fake. And it's, you know, it's apps on your phone that make you look totally different than you really look Uh, beautiful, especially for young women who are, my gosh, I wouldn't want to be a young girl today trying to chase down all these so-called beauty queens when that's not what they really look like. And it's not what they are. So I love what you did, buddy. I mean, it's, it's, really cool but the key thing i heard you say was you reached out and that's what everybody yeah. yeah to to a mentor somebody who has a different perspective most definitely so really amazing what you're doing i think it and you feel like are you on your way will you get there this year do you feel like the goal is in sight i think so
1: i don't think we'll be quite where we wanted to be you know come february but like everything is is set and in progress yeah and so it'll just happen a little later than i wanted but we're charging as hard as we can, man. <laughs> yeah, well, th- you know, that's <laughs> what that's what you got to do.
0: It's just a lot of hard work, right? I mean, here's an example, listeners. We're recording this show on a holiday. Most everybody took this day off. It's Labor Day morning. But no, early in the morning here, Matt and I are working. We're promoting. We're inspiring. That's what you got to do. <laughs>
1: you got to yep. work hard. Yes, sir.
0: And I have no doubt, Matt, that you're going to get there. Uh, you just have to work hard and keep focusing on winning and ignore all that those shiny objects and squirrels on trees that warden does not ignore by the way (laughs) he always (laughs) wants to go get the squirrel but uh there you go well listen i want you to go more in depth with my listeners about haugen racing i want to talk have you talk about what you do what gets you out of bed and gets you excited every day and also touch a little bit on this passion for all things japanese so take it away cool so haugen racing
1: is a uh it's a lot of different things right but our biggest thing, our biggest focus, and what, what keeps me going every day is is entertaining. Mm-hmm. I love entertaining, and it stretches from everything from videos to giving ride-alongs at drift events. Which, unfortunately, with this year, yeah. we haven't been able to do any of the the ride-alongs. But that's truly what like one of the things I love the most about drifting is getting people in the car for their first time. Or, or their first time on a track or whatever it is. And it's just like a roller coaster ride for them and seeing that smile on their face and getting to share that moment is so fun. And so Haugen Racing, we actually in February when when it was like, okay, it's time to go full time with Haugen Racing and see what we can do with it. We actually I had a talk with our our team, which is two of us full time, me and one other guy. So Team, right? Hey, a but team a is team. <laughs> team is
0: more than one. It can be two. There's there's plenty of successful yeah. tennis players that are dual teams, right? <laughs> True that. And I, and and yeah, and so I was like, hey, we're no longer
1: a racing team. We're entertainers. We will be racing. That's one of the forms of entertainment we'll be doing. But we're changing, we're re-gearing our focus to entertainment. And so that includes the YouTube, all the things we're doing with that. It's like so for YouTube is it's funny. So we started that. A little over a year ago, I always wanted to do, to do YouTube. We've been big on like Instagram and Facebook and things like that for a while now, but I didn't want to do vlogging. If, if you're listening and you don't quite know what vlogging is, it's like when people are holding the camera out in front of them and recording themselves. Right. I got no problem with people doing that, you know, and I respect people that are successful with it. I just personally, for myself, I think it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really wanna do professionally produced stuff, where you know I'm standing in front of a camera um, and I have quality footage and editing and all that, and I was like, I'm not going to do YouTube until I can do it that way. In the future, we'll look back and see if that was a, a good decision or not, because I could have gotten started on YouTube years ago, which would have made it a lot easier climb. But I was approached by someone, just someone local, and they said, "Hey, I want to try to build a YouTube channel with you." About a year ago, and we didn't really know what we were going to put on there besides just kind of behind the scenes. Similar stuff to what other people are doing, and then it's it's just funny how things kind of come together and and fall in place. My dad would always tell me that, and so my mentors like, you have to put yourself in the position where things come to you, and then you have to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to believe until it happens, right? So. The comedy thing, right? Like you asked about that. yeah. And everyone's like, this guy's not funny at all. He hasn't made me laugh yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will. Okay. You will. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so for me, I, I come from upper middle class family mm-hmm. and very fortunate, lucky to have that. But there's always been kind of some people, a group, I don't know how big they are. Sometimes I think they're huge, but I'm sure it's
0: not a massive group
1: that, you know, judge me for that. And like to, you know, talk crap on social media and hate on us, whatever you want to call it.
0: I got a quick tip for you on that, Matt. Ignore what? them oh god i everyone says that mark and you have to you absolutely you have to because you know what and and i'm sorry to interject here but this is a really important point anyone who's born into a situation uh, i'm not going to use the word privilege because i don't believe in that born into a situation of fortunate you said where perhaps your parents worked very hard their parents doesn't really matter but you're uh, afforded opportunities that maybe others don't have you're gonna have haters you're gonna have enviers you're gonna have people that judge you on that that is your life and you shouldn't be judged on it and you got to ignore them if you follow any successful actors or comedians because you're talking comedy those guys put in massive hours and I've heard from many of them Joe Rogan I'll cite him again he said you know you just got to keep doing comedy and I think Jay Leno said it as well seven years and at the end of that you'll be funny (laughs) <laughs> Be- yeah because you're, you've honed your craft but now ne- you know what ignore anyone negative I keep saying this to everybody delete unfollow block scroll on by do not let them deter you because all they are is jealous that you're doing something they don't have the ability or they didn't care enough to spend the time to do so that's my little rant for you today ignore them my friend ignore them
1: No, I love it. I appreciate that. It's that's one of the bigger things I've struggled with for sure. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I did. Okay. Rather than ignore them, I basically did, you know, the term clap back, it's kind of a little bit of a millennial term. But it's kind of like, well, help this, help back, this, uh, this
0: old boomer here understand clap back. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's basically like firing back. Like oh, if somebody okay. disses you, you, you diss them back even harder. Right. Okay. And so I was like, I'm not going to come back though and stoop to their level. What I'm going to do is they think I'm this rich spoiled douchebag, quite frankly, right? I'm going to be that guy. And so we made a video <laughs> living a day in the life of a Lamborghini owner. And I wore a Versace a red Versace robe. I've and seen this like, I've
0: seen this yeah. video, by the way. I saw I saw <laughs> this a while ago and I go, Who is this guy? And, and it made me laugh because again, I got it. Okay, now I get what that clap pack means. Yeah. You're kinda like making fun of that cliche.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna be that guy. And it wasn't it, it was it, it wasn't like we're going to go out and do comedy, and I'm going to be a comedian or an actor like i have i don't have any training in that, and that that was never a plan, but that video was just it, it came out so good, and people loved it. it even <laughs> converted some of the haters there you go, and then it really quieted most of them because they were just like, Oh man, like what do we do now? He just made a funny video off of all the stuff we were saying about him, but that is how the comedy came about, and I had so much fun with it, and it was just really quite frankly, natural for me mm-hmm. to do it. And it's really developed since then. I mean, now we're doing, um, we call it, we actually are trying to coin the term automotive parody. Okay. Um, Cause it's, it's not only comedy, we kind of like parodying all sorts of different genres and stereotypes and combining them with cars in a unique way. And so that's what our, our um, a main portion of our channel is all about. So like, the, actually, the video we just released on Sunday it was the last pair of drift tires. And it was like a sci fi dystopian world where, <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous, like the whole world had ended. And now everyone drives drift cars. And the main form of currency is new tires, because
0: we're always running <laughs> out of, the, of tires, like the Mad drifting. Max of the future. <laughs> exactly.
1: And it was just so out there. And we still tied some comedy into it. And no, oh, it's so fun. I don't know. I love the comedy thing. And I don't have any. I I do I am starting to claim being an actor because that's what we're doing. But I have no formal training. I'm not like a Hollywood actor or anything like that. But I want to get there. I really do. I, I, I think I, I have a knack for it. And I'm, I'm looking at it the same way I'm, I'm looking at my education where I'm researching and, you know, trying to yeah. follow some success, other successful actors and see how they go about things. And it's just so fun. I don't know. So and it's unique.
0: Well, that's the key here, Matt. And again, you touched on a, a couple of really important things here. If you go back and look at any successful comedian or actor, they have a whole lot of failures. In fact, they have more failures than most of us normal non-actor, non-comedians have. It's just that everyone's forgotten about those. they've ignored those. Willie Nelson once said, I was an overnight success. It only took 20 years of overnights in honky-tonk bars to finally be recognized, you know? I mean, that's true, and it's like that old image of an iceberg. All the hard work is under the water. You don't see the massive bulk. You just see the top pinnacle that looks so bright and shiny. So you just have to keep doing. You have to keep producing. You have to keep putting it out there. And like I said with Jay Leno's comment, uh, you talked to Jerry Seinfeld. um, Joe Rogan, of course, is known for some comedy. Now he's a podcaster. They just kept working. They just kept producing, and some nights are on and some are off. But if you don't just keep doing it, and that's why I always say, do your best to ignore those naysayers because they'll just beat you down and they'll cause you to have self-doubt. And the last thing successful people have is uh, self-doubt. Talk to me about the Japanese connection.
1: Yeah. So a little background. I am your typical like JDM drift fanboy. Mm -hmm. Like I learned about drifting from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> sure. okay. I didn't I, I wasn't watching D one videos and into, you know, the drift bible and all these like hard I know about all this stuff now and, and I'm aware of it, but I wasn't like your your drift nerd, let's say, now I am, but some of these kids, I mean, they were ordering VHS from Japan and watching them in magazines, you know, before there was Formula Drift or anything like that. I wasn't like that. I just learned about drifting Um, basically when Tokyo Drift came out, but I didn't even start drifting until about, I think it's six years ago. Mm -hmm. So still fairly new to the sport in many ways, but I was just attracted to the culture and not only the car culture, just everything about it. I'll tell you a quick little story. Yeah, This is going to go way over 35 (laughs) minutes. I apologize, Mark. (laughs) But um, so my dad and I, we first went to SEMA when I was 17 years old, and then at 18, I had my first truck in there, and from there on out, we went to SEMA every year, and, and it started as just kind of uh, my dad and I just going and exploring, to now it's like me doing business there and building cars for it and all that stuff, but oh. the second year, are you familiar with Liberty Walk? Yes. Okay, so the second year Liberty Walk came there, um, the first year was, a, was like a, a bust, They came there, they released these crazy uh, wide body kits. They're inspired from like the Chakotan and Bosozoku culture. And they had hacked up this Lamborghini Murcielago and put wide fenders on it that were riveted on and put it on air suspension. And it was just no longer a race car. And people were outraged. They really didn't like it. And nobody ordered body kits. And so Waturo Kato, who's a good friend of mine now, he's like family. He's the owner of Liberty Walk. They weren't going to come back. Um, they were like, this was a bust, but we're going to give it one more try. So they went to SEMA again, and it was a hit.
0: Yeah.
1: And they started selling some kits. They brought back, I believe at that time, it was, I think they had uh, the F, the 458. I can't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but they had another two cars with kits on it, and people loved it. Well, my dad and I were there, and I was like, hey, we have to go see this Mercy Lago. Um, my dad at the time had a Mercy Lago, um, just completely stock. It was just his his love, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you got to see this though. It's crazy. It's wide body. It's laying on the ground. So go check it out. And basically long story short, Kato is an older man. He's similar, similar to my dad in a lot of ways, both entrepreneurs and successful guys, hardworking guys, um, didn't come from money or anything like that and built it up themselves. But my dad doesn't speak Japanese. Kato speaks really no English. Okay. And Uh, His right-hand man, Tosh, was like, do you guys want to meet Kato? And we didn't really know who he was at the time, but we're like, sure. And we start talking to Kato, and he's like, do you guys have a Mercilago? My dad points at me and says, he has one. And (laughs) Kato just got it, and he laughed. And he has a son who's the same age as me, pretty much. And they have that same, like, my dad and I are best friends. Yeah. The same with Kato and his son. They're best friends. Nice. And there was just this, like, non-spoken connection that we had the three of us that was just you can't explain it and he just kind of puts his fist up to his chest and kind of like bumps it twice and was like I want to build you guys a body kit they had actually only made 20 body kits and they were all in Japan he's like I want to I want to make you guys a 21st like a one-of-one body kit like I just love you guys I love the relationship you guys have and this was all through Tosh translating and it was just an unreal like connection we had and that offer and we're like So my dad and I are, and it's still a lot of money. I don't know if, if you guys are listening and I don't know if you're aware, but their body kits are anywhere from sixteen to fifty grand. Yeah, pricey. Yeah. So my dad and I are walking around and, and he gave us like a massive discount and free wheels and all this stuff and we're just like, What do we do? And so we thought about it over the day and we're like, I feel like this is one of those once in a lifetime opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting the body kit building the car, and that car became completely iconic for us. And I and I've really credited a lot of our success to Kato and that, that opportunity he gave us. But after that, he ended up inviting me out to Tokyo Auto Salon, flying me out there, and let me kind of hang out with him and his team at the auto salon. And I went to dinner with his family, went to his house, all this different stuff. And that's kind of where that love for Japanese culture came. I fell in love with the people and the culture, too. From there on out, I started visiting there and drifting there a couple times a year. I haven't been able to the last two years because, like I said, my other business that I had going, all my focus and money was on that and that hog and racing. But yeah, I mean, from there on out, like, I just, I don't know. I just, I felt like, I felt comfortable there. I've I've traveled, um, I've been lucky enough to travel around the world a lot. And I've lived in Barcelona and London, England and um, studied and worked abroad but Japan, for whatever reason, like I'm just this, this like white Norwegian guy, I just felt like at home there. And I was like, I love I love this place. Wow, um, very cool. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how the love came. Nice, honestly. nice.
0: Well, you know, you talked earlier about uh, somewhat being lucky. Um, I always say luck is when preparation and opportunity meet. You just have to have your eyes wide open to take advantage of that meeting, that intersection that occurs. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors here. We come back, I want to dive into your Personal passion for cars, uh, kind of go back in time a little bit. I know you're a young guy, but we may push that back a little bit further. So keep the seatbelts on. We will be right back. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner Kevin Buckler founded Adobe Road Winery, located in Petaluma, California. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like Racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip apex reminiscent of turn four at Laguna Seca. The racing series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code yeah all one word and all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code yeah at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. <laughs> Cheers! and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's step away from the conversation to talk about our charity of choice here at Cars yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through automotive-related events... Car shows and drives. Among those nonprofits is RPM Foundation, a terrific organization working to keep our favorite collector cars on the road. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down. From generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. So far, they've awarded more than $3.5 million to restoration education projects across 35 states. Incredible! To learn more about RPM or to donate to their mission, visit www.rpm.foundation. You'll be glad you did. All right, Matt, we're back, and I would love for you to share a story that instigated this personal passion you have for cars. You're a young guy, but I want you to go back in time a little bit further and talk about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car guy.
1: So <laughs> mine mine is like similar to a lot of your guys' stories, I'm sure. I felt like I was born with a passion, quite frankly. I don't think anyone is. I think those, then your environment causes it and all that, but We have a photo of me in my diaper and my cowboy hat and cowboy boots (laughs) trying to take the wheels off my dad's old Corvette. And so that's kind of what I always look at and what I always kind of remind myself of, like, why is there this obsession? It really was there from, like, you know, my first couple of years. Um, literally as a baby, I was trying to take the wheels off. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a goofy video. You could go back, put a cowboy hat, boots on, and a diaper and oh take some wheels gosh. off. I just gave you a crazy idea, didn't I? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a viral video right there. Okay, that, that is viral. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you let me know how that goes. I want to be the first one to preview that. <laughs> i will <laughs> i want you to tell me about your first really god that image kind of scares me a little bit actually i know uh, <laughs> it's terrifying but that's what makes it fun uh, i want you to share what your first really special vehicle was that first car that you got that meant something great to you and maybe share a memory about that ride
1: uh my toyota tundra it's the truck i had it Was my first vehicle that was the truck, like, it was an off-road truck, and I was just destroying it. And my parents were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're destroying this really nice truck off-roading it. You need to stop. And I was like, okay. And I couldn't stop. I was, like, 16 <laughs> years old, and I was just yeah.
0: obsessed.
1: <laughs> okay, and see so you later. Like, in for the desert. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so what do I do to, like, stop myself? So I was like, all right, I'm going to put – I also loved I, – I fell in love with bag trucks with, like, big wheels. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put 26-inch wheels on this thing with, like – Rubber band tires, and I mean, I literally can't go off roading. Okay. And so I did that, and that kind of snowballed into putting it on air suspension and doing all this crazy custom body work. And that was my first truck in SEMA. That was my. Nice. We got it in a. My friends here in Phoenix, they helped me get it in the SEMA show in a booth. And that was just such a special experience. I had. At that point, I was in high school, and my track was to go get educated and and start some business, not an automotive, Mm -hmm. you know, something go the entrepreneurship road, but automotive was just always my passion, not my career. But yeah, I don't know. That was just (laughs) such a special experience. And I think it really showed me kind of what I was capable of and what opportunities were out there. So that, that truck is always, will always be special to me. Unfortunately, I don't have it. I ended up selling it when I got into drifting, but, um, got the memories. Well, for sure,
0: for sure. And that nudge from your folks, sent you down a different path, opened your eyes to another opportunity and look what happened. So there you go. Now, Matt, I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, your skull. I'm going to be your psychiatrist today. I'm going to ask you this. And it's important you listen to the way I ask it. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be. We all wish we could be maybe what you're not. I'd love to be a Ferrari race car, right? But maybe I'm past that prime right now. But what would Matt be and why if he woke up tomorrow and he was a vehicle parked in his garage? So
1: I think a Lamborghini Murcielago, honestly. Oh,
0: we're back to that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I know. That's like, not only is it my dream car and I'm fortunate enough to have my own, but I truly think that is, like, me manifested. The only difference would be it'd have to be real drive because, like, I love drifting. But the Murcielago, like, I don't know if you guys um, are listening, if you've watched Top Gear and seen the episode they did on the Lago, but it was when Audi took over and they made it something you could truly drive, but it still was a raw race car at its core. And now with, like, the Aventador and the Huracan and some of these newer vehicles, I appreciate all the technology in them and all that, but they're—they don't have that same scare factor. I mean, the Murcielago—you go around a corner and that back end will let loose, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. And there's just this rawness to it. And I—I I, I kind of, what's the word? I don't know. I see myself like that, kinda. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of raw in that way. I'm not like so fine tuned in every way as. I like I'd like to think I am um yeah. which the المرسالago would too but I'm not like the Aventador where I have everything just freaking dialed like I am out there just giving it my best and overcharging hard. You know what I mean? And I I think that's kind of, so yeah, I think that would be Okay.
0: Okay. We are entering what I call the last lap here. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give us some very quick blips of that Lamborghini throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits, Matt, that you believe has helped contribute to your ongoing success?
1: I would say relentless dedication (laughs) and organization. There you go. Yeah,
0: that'll (laughs) do it. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal? With anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Like I said,
1: I'm a fanboy,
0: Paul Walker. (laughs) Paul Walker. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. If you could sit down with Paul, what's the first thing you would ask him?
1: See, I'm not like I I say I'm a fanboy, but I'm not like that. Like I I understand I, I have a I've experienced like a very minor amount of like having fans and that being like celebrity status and mm-hmm. stuff. So I I wouldn't be like, oh, this is so cool. I would just, I would want to talk to him as a normal human and yeah. and, and talk about like, I'd want to talk about his journey a little bit and see kind of what I could get from him because I'm sure he's dealt with more hate than I could even imagine. And I just think it would be fun to, I hate this term, but pick his brain. Like everybody says that. It's it's a good term. No, it's a good term. It can be, yeah. (laughs) I just, I get it. I get these messages like, oh, do you mind if I pick your brain for a little bit? And I'm just like, oh God. But that's what I would do, honestly. I'd just like to talk to him about kind of his acting journey and just see what I can learn. I think that guy was a, he's a special dude for sure.
0: Yeah. Sad to lose him at such a young age. Now, how about when it comes to automotive advice that someone else offered you that you found really valuable? What was that? Just don't crash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I shouldn't <laughs> even laugh because following talking about Paul Walker. Oh, yeah, oh, maybe that was a bad follow up. But but sorry no, no, so, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. don't crash, you know, and, and um, that comes with knowing your own talent. I feel bad that I followed that up
1: that way. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, no, let me tell a background with it. We were talking about safety equipment. And at the time I met this guy um, who's become a great friend of mine. He's a race car driver and instructor and. And I just didn't have the proper safety equipment and, and we were joking about, he's like, oh, you don't really need it. He's like, you just, just don't, just crash don't your, crack. go off yeah. track.
0: Yeah. And no, he's yeah. like,
1: then you don't need the roll cage or the helmet and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty simple. Like, I'll just try not to go off track. <laughs>
0: Safety it first. It happens, though, you know? Yeah, you have to have the yeah I've limits, seen many so. people crash on tracks, on track days, uh, driver's education days, and wreck their cars. And uh, yeah, be careful out there for sure. Is there a resource, a go-to that you'd like to share that you found really, really helpful or fun for you?
1: Well, because I'm an entrepreneur, Mark, and I was trained by some of the best, <laughs> yep. I'm going to have to do some self-promotion. <laughs> I love it.
0: That's cool. That's what we're all about here. No shame but, in that. I
1: th- I think some of you guys will appreciate it. We have a really cool How to Drift series on our YouTube, and it started the same way as the comedy. It was like, what the hell are we going to do to separate ourselves and just do something different than what everyone else is making? And we're like, you know what, let's try making a little How to Drift video. And that has turned now into something that we're, every week, we're adding a new video to that series. And we've helped a lot of, with our small channel. We're very small at the moment, but still... I think we've had a pretty cool impact and helped a lot of people get into the sport and learn about the sport. And so if you're even considering racing or drifting or any of that, check it out. I feel like there's a lot of good knowledge in there. And you can you can learn from my mistakes. That's honestly one of the biggest things is I've been sharing just the stuff that I've learned from my mistakes and from other drivers that it, it's not out there. And a lot of people don't have access to it. So and it's free. All you got to do is uh, hit that subscribe button and check it out.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I'll put links to all this on Matt Shono's page. His last name is H-A-U-G-E-N. And here's
1: a here's a promise. If you see us at a drift event, come talk to me. Uh, we'll We'll get you in the car and give you a ride along. As I said earlier, that's one of my favorite things to do. So if we happen to cross paths, come say, hey. I heard you on Mark's show. I want to ride along and we'll, we'll we'll jump in, put you in. So
0: code word, cars, yeah. There you go. Yep. Now how <laughs> about a book, Matt? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would glean a lot of great information from?
1: You know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna throw a little bit of an oddball at you. Okay. So if any of you guys are trying to start a business um, or interested in entrepreneurship or anything like that, I'm not gonna give you you know, the superstar, superstar biography or autobiography anything like that, I'm going to give you a business model generation. So it's something that we used in my undergrad and my grad program. And it's all based on the business model canvas, which if you haven't heard of it, then you really need to look at this book. It will really help you organize your business idea and see if it's actually feasible or not. So if there's some entrepreneurs listening, and you don't know about that, You need to know about it, honestly.
0: So, all right, Matt, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. Something very fun, something very unique. And here's the the fun part of this is it doesn't matter how much it costs. I'm going to buy it for you. Park it in your garage there in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. But there's a couple rules since I get to write the check. One is you can't sell it to fund your business. You got to keep it. Just got to tick all the boxes. I want it to be the car that when you walk out into your garage, you jump in and drive. That's your first choice for having fun. Uh, But here's the hard part. You either get to keep your Lamborghini, and I don't have to buy you a car today because that's your car of choice, or I'm going to buy you something a little different than that Mercy Lago. So what's it going to be?
1: I'm a cheap date, Mark. You are?
0: Oh, I love that. It's,
1: it's <laughs> a Mercy Lago. That's like literally my dream car. I know I, you guys are probably like, oh, this guy, this freaking guy's obsessed. But no, really, like, <laughs> I love that car. And if you guys haven't watched that Top Gear, watch it. Uh, watch some of our videos and you'll kind of see why I love it so much. It's just something it just says the marriage of like raw race car and new technology and I I think it's really one of a kind in that way so
0: well you don't know how fortunate you are being as young as you are to have your dream car already because a lot of people don't uh I've had a lot of guests who have it but they're much older so indeed you're very fortunate but you know that you're a humble guy and I think that's something really great about you Matt you've taken me on an awesome ride today I'm so glad we connected uh you're really an inspiration for so many people keep doing what you're doing ignore those naysayers please get them out of your head they're not they don't They don't own space in your head. They're not allowed there, and they don't deserve it. Keep them out. What's one parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you race off into the desert sunset in that beautiful Lamborghini Murcielago? <laughs> you,
1: you really can do anything. I truly believe that. I think the only knock on that is like, if you are five foot five and you want to be in the NBA, that's probably going to be pretty tough. <laughs> but really for the most part, unless it's like a physical, you know, attribute you don't have, you can do anything. I don't come from a racing family. If you guys are aware, like a lot of racers, you know, come from a racing family and they, they were racing from a young age. Like my first time on track was at 21 years old I had no go-karting experience none of that and now I am a professional driver we competed in our rookie season of pro drifting last year it was a horrible experience uh we didn't get the car till halfway (laughs) through the season yeah but the fact of the matter is my dad and I went to Irwindale Speedway and watched the last round of Formula Drift I think when I was like 22 I'd been drifting for like a couple months and I told him I was like I'm going to be here someday. I'm going to be racing with these guys. And what was it? Five years later, I was nice. And, and even my dad, he, he's my best friend. He's like, you know, he wants to believe I can do anything I want, you know, and, and tells me that. But at the same time, he was even like, Oh, this is kind of a, a lofty goal. Like I, I don't, I can't help you. Like I have no idea how to help you with this. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. And I, and I figured it out. So whatever you want to do, I I truly believe you can do it.
0: It's great advice. And I'll I'll share a quote with you. You probably heard it. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. And you talked about basketball players Muggsy Bogues, five foot three. Earl Boykins, five foot five. Mel Hirsch, five foot six. Greg Grant, five foot seven. There you go. You can (laughs) do it if you want to be anything. It just takes hard work. Uh, Just listen to Matt. And the best way you can find Matt is just go to Haugen Racing, H-A-U-G-E-N racing.com. Go to the YouTube page. Have some fun with what these guys are doing. They're living the life and uh, living the dream. Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with my listeners. Until you and I talk again and I walk up to you and say, hey, take me drifting. I'll see you down the road.
1: Sounds good. Thank you, Mark. We're we're, going to get you in the car for sure. We'll have some
0: fun. We will when we all get out of lockdown. Thank you. Stay healthy. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride, but how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund?